Oh, we. A little whirlwind. Mama. Mama. I think I have to go to the hospital. My back hurts so bad. It's probably fine, I think. From carrying this podcast socials lately. <laughs> Except not even though. I mean, we we were like three weeks late and we're trying to catch up and I owe you my guts post. But Oh, that's okay. you know what? By the time we post this social for this, Mm-hmm. the guts of one will be done. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> For sure. That's a fact. It's a fact. There are a lot of facts here today Mm-hmm. in the world. Facts are facts. Simon, outside of your, your back, which has been carrying us, <sighs> yeah. How are you? I'm doing really well, Aaron. How are you? You know, I'm wigging. Wigging I'm stressing. and jigging? Oh, okay. Wiggling, jiggling, Wiggling, all of jiggling, it. but you take out the L, wigging becomes negative. I'm wigging. Well, I am wigging a little bit too. I'm going to be honest Yeah. here. Yeah. Life's stressful. Life is stressful. Well, It is a busy time for me right now. you know, you moved to Austin and you decided to open up another chapter of Stonewall. What are you going to do, man? <laughs> what are you going Quit. to do? I'm just going to quit. Probably. I'm just going to quit. No, I'm not. I'm not. But If we you. did have we did have a board member quit. Oh, <laughs> no. Last Too week much pressure. it was like, oh, okay. Huh? Can't handle the biz. I'm not Not gonna everyone go can. this is this is not a gossip column. I will just leave that that I appreciate Look. this person. They tried their best. As And someone as someone who knows nothing of the situation, doesn't know a single person on the Austin board, all I can say is not everyone can cut it in this business. this business is a it's Yeah. it's cutthroat. Very cutthroat business. Work in nonprofit volunteer mama. You gotta So political. you gotta be in it for the right reasons. So so political. People don't realize. They don't they don't realize. Don't realize. Um, outside of that though, I did have my performance reviewed this this week. Oh God, don't Are get you me someone started. that cares about that? Do you care about that? I'm forced to care about it because I have almost double digit reports and Yes, I do. The long story short, I have to spend a lot of time on them. What I what I mean is like and and you could probably shed some light on this, but Yeah. as someone that like has to dole this out and probably has to like managers are given from top down, they're given like this is how many like goods you're will you're able to give. This is how many greats. Mm hmm This mm is how hmm many excellence. mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like you have that amount. You get a bucket for your team. And so you have to kind of go. Okay, well, uh, who's going to get the average? Who's going to get the See, good? see, the way my company gets around that is they just set the average or like it's on a scale of one to five in a couple categories Yeah. and they just make the three, three just really hard to begin with. And that's like at expectations slightly above. So they just set the bar really high and then hardly anyone gets top marks. Well, exactly. Exactly. But like, Yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna get what you're gonna get. And the system's Yeah. like rigged against you. It's not like A hundred percent. you're Yeah. gonna be It's able not your to somehow friend. get a five. It's not your friend. And hey, people out there, sorry to burst the bubble, all the Gen Z who's listening. HR isn't your friend.
They're not your friend. I'm here to tell you that. They're not your friend. Mm -mm. They might be your enemy in a lot of ways. They might be your enemy in a lot of ways. But I guess what I'm trying to get at with that is I truly do not give three fudges about the <laughs> um, entire the score, the score, process. The process. Yeah, I have I, to write a self yeah. like a self assessment. I'm like, yeah, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Who? Oh. Oh my you God. are manager. We have worked together for how long now? Ugh. And you're telling me that I have to tell you yeah. what I've been doing? Uh-uh. Aaron, I could do a today, whole Mama. episode about this. We'll, we honestly like move over. We'll take a reviewing. week. Yep. We'll just talk, talk about, about performance and performance. Yeah. <laughs> Riveting stuff, people. Almost as riveting as the musical artists that we are here to review and our special guest. Absolutely. And you might be familiar with this one. We've got another, someone can just, they can stay away, you know? Yeah. I, so that's, I think that's that how the, it usually the, goes. Isn't the it? big thing with this artist, not this artist, but this, uh, our guest is, mm -hmm. this guest is what introduced me to this artist. Uh, not me. Oh, Simon, you what? were, you are like, you're probably like three months behind on a lot of things. That is, I, I think not I, I think true. I specifically I remember. That. You well, take that uh, back, Aaron. We we got to get the podcast in. And also, Simon, is your <laughs> mic like quieter than normal? Simon, Luke, I'm just higher than normal. I'll be honest. Do we sound like the same like auto audio quality? It's probably perfect. Is that a yes? Yeah. Like same like same. Okay. Yeah. We got perfect. a yes. Um. So for all intents and purposes, the guests that we have on today. Um, is another one of our movers and shakers, meaning that movers he, and shakers. He moved uh, across the country, not yeah. to me, not where I'm no. at, mm -mm, mm -mm. not anywhere on the East Coast. No, no, mm -mm, no. Mm -mm. He moved to the West Coast, and so Los even, Angeles, if you will. Even if we wanted to be together, this podcast, it would have taken some frequent flyer bucks. <laughs> it would have taken a sponsorship a by Spirit Airlines. Hey, yes. We would say yes. We would say yes. Come we on. would say yes. Yeah. I don't want to actually, but the thing is, though, Simon, do you know how much work it would take for us to to travel to each other every single weekday? Oh like, no. You'd I have to pay me a lot of money. But this guest has been with us for two seasons. This is his third right. episode. Big, right. big energy. Big. And energy. I guess from that, we should welcome luke miller into your ears welcome luke welcome back uh this is actually episode number four hate to break oh yeah people. wow I'm a you have you've done all four seasons world chattering senior, senior year thank you world chattering let's let's go through them so first king mm -hmm. princess mm -hmm. yep iconic then brandy carlisle <laughs> wait you reviewed brandy carlisle Sure did. Yeah. Sure did. I have not I revisited that. that album since. <laughs> How dare you? Same girl. And but then you really came back. Good. It was really good. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good album. It's a good it's album. Great. Yeah. It's great. It is. It's it is. No shame. It's great. And then what it was our first, first or second double feature <laughs> with double Taylor, feature. Taylor and Carly. Was it Taylor and Carly? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Midnight's time or whatever, and now we're here at the fourth one. Mm. Luke, who are we reviewing this week? 
uh, our girl Chapel Roan, who hails from my current city. She's a West Hollywood gal. Is she? She's from Missouri originally, but now she Pink Pony Club is all about the Abbey. Yeah. Pink Pony Club is her getting down, getting down south. She's going, (laughs) I'm making my way. I mean, she went to the Abbey and wrote Kaleidoscope. Mama, I went to the Abbey. All I got was STIs, right? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. That's just her luck. I can't. Uh, Luke, Actually, how do you like LA? Never, how are you I've liking LA? Do you Abbey. like the people there? Say that. What? Oh, we both were talking over each other. This is we're we're, we're trying our best here. <laughs> I had to just get it out there that I've never been to the Abbey. Not one. Oh, the Abbey's fun. I like the Abbey's kind of like there's like two bars. Chapels like where gay shit happens, and then Abbey's where like the straights hang out. Um, oh, I'm going really to fun. the first one. I'm going to the yeah, first one. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. As you should, as you should. But um Luke, one of the things what do you think of the LA people? People that live in LA. Are you do you have you liked them so far? Describe like to them? us all LA people now. Yeah. So the thing I was really nervous for that because I um don't do well, I guess, with like I'm just like really real, you know. I'm like He's, one of those. You're real so girls. real. You're the realest person I know for sure. I hate. Mm-hmm. Don't be fake. No, yeah. but um, uh-huh. I, I'm surprised at how genuine people are. And the thing about LA people is, is they tell you like right away who they are. So like you'll meet the over nice person who calls like the waiter like, "Honey," and ba- "Oh, thanks, babe." And then like we totally got to get together. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, you yeah. know, you're not getting together, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and people make their motivations known like right away. Like, I don't know if you've watched the most recent season of the other two. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. So like when when they go to the party and then like everybody who doesn't work in the industry is like invisible. Yes. That's sort of the case. <laughs> like they ask, like, it really is the first question where people are like, So do you work in entertainment? And you're like, no. And they're like, mm. <laughs> you, know, like you know what? I kind of I kind of respect that. <laughs> Totally. But they, they let you know immediately versus like, I think in the Midwest, we might like string people along to be kind yes. and polite, but they tell you like right away who they are. Honestly, um, I see it both ways. I get it. I really yeah. do. Because honestly, if someone didn't want to talk to me for that reason, like, let's just let's just make that known now because we wouldn't have been friends otherwise. Totally. Yeah. No, but like the fact of the the, the thing that because I've been to LA probably like four, four or five times. Every time I go, it is exactly that where it's like, who are you? What do you do? And then they decide whether or not they want to talk to you. It really becomes like a, what can you do for me? And not like who you are as a person. Yeah. And that's been my, like my biggest, that was my biggest, but I don't know if you have, if it was like a, just a me experience or if that's like, just like, the okay. Vibe you too. No, should I not... should I tell a real story about an LA thing? Sure. Okay, fine. Should I name drop? Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. I went to go see a show at Red Rocks. Okay. Don't remember which one. What did I see? I know the story. Purple Disco I Machine. Know the story. Yeah. Thank you. Chromeo Purple Disco Machine. Okay. Randomly, the gays find each other. It's just like a natural law of the universe they just <laughs> gays find each other and we kind of got morphed into this la group 
which included like Billy Eichner and oh god I'm I'm so sorry I'm forgetting I love his videos actually oh my god oh my god I'm gonna kill myself what's his name I'll, I'll look it up later you're hilarious um we kind of got absorbed into that group and like yeah it, it was kind of like a I'm not sure what to make of you, Simon. And I don't think you can really do anything for me. But that was fine. They were very nice otherwise. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They were they were perfectly nice. Yeah. And that's that's like honestly, that's kind of anywhere. Like I know people yeah. in Minneapolis where like if you don't make a certain amount, they're like, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like I only hang out with this. I mean, people are just yeah. clicky naturally. Like, um, I'm it's very true. Minnesota clicky is there it's just different 100 and like i would say people are just over like friendlier here honestly like they're nicer which i'm yeah, really about. like friendlier like smile hi like so many people i believe that because the uh, weather is good all the time all the time um but like i believe you know, that it's been like really like I've, I've been included in stuff like people and also everybody's new here right so like everybody knows what it's like to move here and like I don't know, have to kind of figure things out. So it's been like a really easy adjustment, which is good, but. I, I hate that people <laughs> only want to hang out with people that are like them or can do yeah, something for them. I, I don't love that. It's, I don't like that. That's it's, the symmetry though. It's like, it's so cutthroat. Like you could be the best actor, best screenwriter. Like honestly, the, the most talented screenwriter out there has never gotten a job. Like it's just really comes down to like who you know and like how yeah. hard you work. Like it has yeah. nothing to do with talent. Exactly. Um, I mean, fully. That yeah, guy's fully. name was Johnny Sibley, by the way. I, I, I That's exactly who I was going to mention. say who it was. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I really like him actually like yeah. he is always he is always out and he's about he's so doing funny things. so funny he has a uh, youtube show uh he, well he has a lot of content on youtube and he he also like stars in people's bits on on there and always very funny yeah good good for him he was actually at like splash weekend here which is like one oh, of our like fun. pride weekend things but i would love to go to splash sometime you should come you should come Someday. Um, okay, so we're not just here to gab. Obviously, we have a job to do. Yeah, that's true. And that job is to review music. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In this case, Luke, did, you, did we mention the name of that? Yeah, we did. We did. We named the artist. We named yeah. the artist. And of course, the album itself is called The Rise and Fall of a Midwest Princess. Also the title of my memoir. <laughs> She stole it from me, that bitch, honestly. Luke, how did you come into the orbit of Chapel? So it was a pandemic. And like, I think, so my friend Brian, one of my good friends, Brian, who actually lives in LA, working screenwriter, um, had sent me it over the pandemic. And it was like kind of cute. I don't remember the exact text, but I remember it being like, hope you're doing well. This like is a hug for me to you type thing. Because we would always kind of, I guess, send, that was also too nice. It definitely wasn't that sweet, but it was like, we would share <laughs> back and forth. And he's like, this song is super comforting for us right now. Um, and um, it's like, I remember listening to it and it was just all about like, I mean, it, the song is Pink Pony Club. Um, and then it's all about just like craving 
that acceptance and craving that community, which of course at the time mm-hmm. um, we didn't have. So I just remember thinking it was like everything I love in a song um, with like, it's kind of a ballad, but then there's random like stretches where, you know, there's like, I don't know, like pop synths going on. It's just, it doesn't make sense as a song. Um, and it's also just kind of silly. So it was, I remember just feeling like nostalgic and fresh at the same time about it. Yeah, I came on to her one whichever single red wine supernova was i don't know if that was two or three Hmm. sometime around there so i wasn't like you know the earliest adopter but i i like to think i'm pretty ahead of the curve on this one oh you totally are so luke i i found the messages Uh you send me pink pony club this right here is the song makes me so (laughs) excited to be at the saloon when this is all done because you sent it to me during COVID, oh April sixteenth. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. see, and I got like the I got this like pretty much same message from my friend Brian. Mm-hmm. And then, well, that's what, that's that's what you sent to me, mm-hmm. and then I sent back listening to Pink Pony Club. It's definitely not a saloon song in terms of beat, but it's all about going there. <laughs> Beautiful. And that was the first exposure to our good old chapel. And then, uh, and then later, like a month later, I go, Pink Pony Club just came on my new music mix on Apple Music. And I was like, Luke is ahead of his time. Say mm-hmm. that. Say that. Mm-hmm. Mm. True icon. True, True icon. Duet. I don't think, what do you, do, do you boys think that Pink Pony, Pony Club was planned to be part of album? It feels like this was, a single, 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 get some vibes up. Okay, now I'm going to put an album together and I got to make sure that these songs fit within it. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Everything feels very intentional on it. Um, So I'd be surprised if they felt like they had to make those singles fit into something, if that makes sense. I don't know. It feels Everything feels connected enough that... I feel like it was made in the same relative period of time. Well, I was reading like it was, I think, Rolling Stone just about the the process or whatever, because I'm always really fascinated about like who makes it and like what their story is. And she's obviously this is her debut. I think she had started making music with Dan Nigro, who had just, mm-hmm. you know, he works with Olivia Rodrigo. He just did Guts and then Sour, but I can. Uh, and like, I think they were only able to do a few songs because Universal, I think, was her label initially. Oh, that's right. And so then she kind of had to figure shit out and then was kind of just doing like nannying gigs and like babysitting and and being a barista from like 2020 to like 2022. Oh, wow. uh, until she could get back into the studio with Dan again because she was like, that's the only person I want to make music with. Like, that's the only person who gets me. And so I feel like she was releasing singles just to kind of keep saying like, Hey, I'm still here. I can still do this. Mm -hmm. And once she got back in the studio with Dan, she was finally able to finish it. Okay. That makes sense. Love that. There definitely does feel like, uh, like Dan stamp on this album. There does feel like there is, I mean, I don't, this, this is where it, I don't know if it necessarily takes away from, the artist um, being as talented as the artists are, oh, but the fact that like 
both Olivia's album and Chapel's album are both just like there are moments that are just so fucking witty and take like music as something that's so unserious, but also like just playful. Mm -hmm. It makes me go. Was that Dan? Is that what Dan did? What do you wonder about that? I wonder that too, because uh, Luke, we were talking a little bit off the podcast about this, but it's, hard to you saw these there and don't look shocked but it's hard to like pull references for what she sounds like because it sounds so fresh and like you're right is that a dan thing is it chapel is it a mix of both and you were just so right when you said that because there is a an element of camp on this that i'm just not used to i guess in this way at least in pop music it's really yeah it's something well and like i just think as far as like now that i've spent a little bit more time with the album i do see um and this is going to sound weird because sonically they don't sound at all alike but i i her lyricism reminds me a lot of lana oh Um, interesting and even like the even the cover like she's giving like honeymoon it's like it's like lana meets stop and so like if, if i were to like peg like olivia as a writer like i think olivia and taylor obviously there's a lot of parallels there like lana's just as funny and quirky and like it's packaged in a different way like lana's like the after hour in chapels the party yeah i i think that is maybe the most profound thing ever said on this podcast luke i (laughs) I think you are so right i've never thought of it that way i was gonna bring that up like the there are a couple songs on this album that i was like this is very Lana. Mm-hmm. Like just the the way that the songs come to life, even like some of her vocal inflection was like, okay, this is Lana. And then it like it it truly there were moments where I was like, this feels like Lana for the for the next generation, slash to be honest, a more digestible Lana. <laughs> oh, for well, sure. It's it's more approachable for sure. Like Lana really like she's known as this very serious writer and she is like what Lana does is like poetry. It's literary, but she also like, you know, um, the opening line to Norman is uh, he fucked me so good. I almost said, I love you. And like, that's very silly. That's not something James Baldwin would say, you know what I mean? No. Um, And yet like chapel, I think has moments of that on this album throughout too, where she's able to, I guess, kind of um, navigate both worlds pretty, pretty seamlessly. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of cover, the the cover, you were mentioning that that reminded you of like a David Bowie. Mm-hmm. I was getting Jinx Monsoon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if y'all. I see kind both. Of... I see both. Well, she's in with all the drag queens. Like I, oh, she, yeah. In this Rolling Stone article I read, she said she was like a drag queen came up to me because she always would have drag queens open for her at like the bars around town in WeHo. Um, and a drag queen went up to her and was like, you know, you're a drag queen, don't you? And she's like, then that was when my persona like got kind of solidified for me. Cause like my music. Was yeah. Oh, that's so good. I, yeah, I read somewhere that the cover was shot like in her bedroom for like 50 bucks or something. And I was just like, come on. Amazing. Incredible. That is art. Oh, it's a, I mean, it's a, it's a great cover. And she like, one of the things that she mentioned as like her kind of, to your point, Luke, like inspiration of of the album and 
even I think how she kind of wants the artistry of the album to come to life is drag. Like many of the music videos are like Mm -hmm. just camp up camp in full drag, Um, which also surprised me just how many music videos she had for this album. Yeah. And you could tell they were, they were pumped out and you could tell like low budget, but well done. Yeah. 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 It, it the brand is very strong already for a debut album like really really solid job on that and that's like everything you want from a debut is like mm-hmm. who are you what's your story and like it's just her point of view is like just shining through she's quirky, crazy quirky lovable queer artist you know <sighs> yes speaking of the term queer there was a moment in time that I was like, yes, girly be, and that's the same thing as Olivia. I was like, she's a a breath of fresh air in that she's a straight woman. (laughs) (laughs) We have not had that in years. (laughs) Oh no. And then I find out that she is also queer. I'm dying. I'm dying. She's when I'm telling you, I'm music industry. It would be refreshing to have an artist that isn't queer. I hear you. It could be worded <laughs> like <laughs> maybe like I like that we're not being queer baited. Yeah, we, we need are. more straight women. <laughs> okay, Bobber Flop, put us on the marquee. Quote it, baby. I know what you're saying though, because yes. it does get like performative. And it's like like the best thing an artist can do is cater to the gays. Like Madonna Gaga, like pop stars have been that's how pop stars make money. Um Katy Perry kissed the girl and she liked it. Mm-hmm. Baby. God, I, do, think- I remember being so scandalized by that song when I heard it on the radio with my dad. Oh. Totally. Oh my god. I feel like that was I mean it, it's it's not a thing that's been going on for years and years. I feel like it's probably last three years has been this like need to like, what's your, what's their thing? Well, they're queer. Yeah. I, I think like in the Katy Perry reference, that was when it was like sexy to kind of kiss girls or like, you know what I mean? But it'd be like a little bisexual, but not really. Yeah. Like you weren't actually, and now it's cool to be like, oh, you actually are, you know, looking bad. I like, want to say that yeah. if if Harry Styles. Oh, God. If he comes out as like demisexual or something, I'm jumping off a cliff. No, I'm saying that I don't think he would have anywhere would have gotten uh, anywhere near as popular as he is today. A hundred percent. If he didn't queer bait the shit oh, out of his like, outfits. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? A hundred percent. Harry Styles is a perfect example of like probably not that intelligent of a person, but like very go with the flow who got a creative team that really knew what they were doing. And they found someone who was very palatable to a huge audience and willing to go along with the vision. Exactly that. Yeah. And then the, the second he started talking more aka 
getting acting roles and doing press circuits, the more you hear him talk, you realize, oh, it's we're peeling back the curtain here. Okay, that's what's going on. I should just write a thesis on this, honestly. And even like Bowie and Prince, right? Like they've been very, like in the past, like I think Bowie said he was bi and then took it back. Like this is something I think that like has been going on for a long time. Yeah. But circling back, our generation, and I say this as a gay dude who has no idea who I am yet, but like we are obsessed with finding out who we are. Like we are obsessed with Oh identity. my God, we gotta. Like I don't know obsessed with it like that's everything like I go to meetings all the time and like where they're like as a gay person as a whatever and it's like this has nothing to do with anything like we're talking about organizing like a potluck <laughs> like well as a gay lighters. person you know I'm not cooking <laughs> period Ugh. period for that potluck I'll bring the wine Yep, I'm bringing a, a dessert that is prepackaged. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That no one will eat because it's a gay potluck. I think I think that like the identity thing is like uh <sighs> it's I mean like we obviously have become hyper aware of it, but I think that Gen Z has taken it to like a brand new level of almost like the evolved identities of not wanting to be in any box whereas millennials are like put me in every box i can identify with <laughs> i want Gen to be Z's very much like here i want to be non-binary i want to be like little of this little of that i don't want to yeah. be attached to labels and so from that i'm going to be like all of these like intermix yeah I, mama call me a cat because i love a box meow meow you know what I mean? Honestly, not really. Though. I think they are, uh, they're definitely obsessed with putting a name, like a, a, like a, yeah, a name to it, but not also. It's like the strangest dichotomy of like, I want to be so identified, but not at all. And like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. They created the personality pick on the Instagram, like carousel, right? Where it's like, yeah. there's a photo and it's blurry and shitty, but it needs to be blurry and shitty so that you don't think they care about Instagram, even though they really do, because they spent six hours curating the carousel. Exactly but, that. But a millennial posts a picture of them with their friends and their their oh. Yeah. Wow. I hate I just hate it all. I hate roast. It all. Let's roast Gen Z some more tomorrow. It's, it's embedded though. I think identity is it's embedded so, it's in, true. Yeah. in social media. And like we just grew up with like at, we're really millennials were like the loneliest generation. And I think now obviously we'll see the Gen Z become that. But it's like back to like chapel. Like I think that's one thing that makes this album so like refreshing for me being like a little queer kid from like conservative Catholic North Dakota, like she comes from Missouri and they're, you know, similar, but very different. But it's like now, like she gets to wear this armor of like, mm -hmm. nobody gets to fuck with me because I decide that I'm queer and I look like a princess from the Eliz like Elizabethan era. Is that who you said? I don't know. But I think it's Elizabethan if I remember yeah, my linguistics thank classes. Thank you. <laughs> But it all like lends itself into, I think, really interesting art, which is like endlessly not knowing who you are.
Mm. Or like at least you're on your way to finding out, maybe. Yeah, I think I, it's about I think being it... like self-assured, yeah, but not like self-assured in the ambiguousness. Like you know who you are and you know all these things, mm. but you don't know you're you're still trying to figure out like what to call that. Mm, interesting. I don't mm. know. Interesting. And that brings us back <laughs> to Chapel Ronan. We've had a lot of really good conversation tonight. I'm just going to say. Honestly, we are oh, digging deep into just societal norms. And yeah, it feels like so um, is Chapel. It seems like a red table talk or something. In you know. the song Femininomenon. Femininomenon. Which I don't even know if I'm saying right. That is that is a tongue twister, my mama. Once you get it, you get it. <laughs> so close. I will say that I feel like um I obviously did not manifest it, but like the day before the album came out, I posted a new new word called daditude. Wow. <laughs> which is like just kind of being like caring and a good person and kind of sure. just you know respecting others and mm. embodying dad yeah okay dad it's like a, a good dad yeah not abusive yeah good attitude good but dad-itude. then phenomenon came on the next day and i was like oh my god look at us all making words yeah it's the same coin different sides you know what y'all think what y'all think of phenomenon in the the naming of it all what a kooky campy way to kick us off this journey right it's a fun it one. really was it really was it's kooky i loved it i thought like it was so campy i thought it like i don't know it like you have no choice but to get like sucked in i guess it's like not a slow build at all it's just like it hits you right away which do i feel do like... not mind don't no, either mm-mm this album definitely it there's the some balladies, slow songs, and then there are like yes. the bangers. Do yes. we feel like the album kind of took the ups and the downs and was able to create a cohesive journey, or do we feel like when those slower songs came on, it was kind of jarring? I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know Simon is feisty when it comes to a ballad. Hi, hi expectations for ballad if you write an average ballad just don't bother it's not worth it for anyone i agree i think chapel can sing a goddamn ballad Mm -hmm. she's got it and not all these girlies do i'll say that i agree and i think it depends like this is gonna sound stupid because there's no way of like ranking it but like there's just like a believability to what she's I guess her performance, like the vocals, mm-hmm. like there's like soul, but it's not soul music, but it's like, I don't know. I just believe her. And I think that leads yes. back to the point of view. Like I'll she- never, I'll never forget a speech coach in high school said the most important thing it, that someone can tell you is I believe you. And I've never forgotten it. And that is exactly right with a ballad. You've got to believe it. Totally. Ah. Uh. I wonder if, if, too, that's one of the things that, like, Dan, as he's producing, kind of finds ways to facilitate is, like, not just singing it, but feeling it as you're singing it. 
and almost mm-hmm. acting it as yes. you're singing it. Mm-hmm. Because that was like, that's probably the, my number one biggest thing that I love so much about Guts and like why it's a lot of the songs hit the way they do is because Olivia is acting the shit out of the songs. 100%. And the way that she's like using her vocal tone to be able to like make it even more campy is is so great. And there's there's essences of that on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels almost instinctual. They just know they like when you know how to do something but you couldn't train someone how to do it it's very that they mm-hmm. just got it i'll say like the first couple listen like the first listen of this i put it on i was like i don't like this was on friday morning and i was like there's so many albums to think about this week and so many <laughs> different options and this could be really bad, but I really want to give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was wilded. It was truly like, bam, this is going to be instantly iconic. This is going to be instantly like a great album. And for all intents and purposes, I think I've probably listened to this album more than I listened to like any album oh, yeah. that we've reviewed in a long time, like as much as I have. Mm-hmm. I'll say the first probably five, six listens, it blended super well together. But I now there are the points where I'm like, just give me the good songs. <laughs> Is that because uh, so I'm with, I'm with you um, on that, but I don't know because I was trying to think of like what my biggest flop was. And like, I think I might just really like certain songs that I personally can't wait to get to them. Like, it's not her fault. It's like, I love these songs so much that I'm like, I need, I want to listen to them first, you know? Interesting. Did you, was it easy for you as you were going through this to, in your mind, choose like a biggest flop and a top bop? No, it was, this is like the hardest. This is like the, yeah, like, I mean, I've been on four episodes now, so I'm a, I'm a regular here, but that's right. Absolutely. Definitely the hardest one for sure. Yeah, no, I thought it was tough. I still am like unsure of myself. <laughs> there's there's so much there's so many different paths you can take as to why your top bop is your top bop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like hundred percent. Campiness lyric wise, mm-hmm. the beat, the whole like there's so many things that you can kind of be like latching onto. The message. Um I think it speaks to just her range on the album too. There, she does so many different things, and they all make—they're uh, all cohesive together. It, it really just could depend on the day, you know. Really, exactly that. Um, any more thoughts on album, or we? Or we ready to give a review? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just like, like we've already said, like the highs and lows, I think really can like, kind of like, get in your way, or it can make an album. And I think it like made this album. 100%. But I think it, it made the album. Mm-hmm. But I also think. I don't know, I, I do fully think that like, now that I've I'm 20 listens in this Luke I don't know if it's because I'm just looking forward to the next song I don't think it is because I don't think I have I'm like I'm not like the next song is going to be this 
but I do find myself go like looking at my phone or looking at my watch being like, yep, it's that song again. <laughs> if I don't know the order by now, I'm 95% there. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty close. Yeah, it's like it, imprinted in my brain at this it point. It really feels like it goes fun, upbeat, two slow songs. Fun, upbeat, two slow songs. Fun, well, and upbeat. even like this album came out obviously on a week where there were like really good albums. Like, Holy shit. Joseph, there was Slater, so Kylie, and this hands down. Like, I liked all of the albums, honestly, but this hands down was the best. Yeah, like, I, unquestionably, I from my point of view. Um, yeah. yeah. I I have to say, like Slater, Kylie, this album, I'm just swapping between them. Like definitely leaning towards more of this album, but I'm going between all of them this week. Slater's so good. I, can't I haven't I haven't listened to Slater yet. Girl, Slater slaps. And I just, oh, I just tried to yeah. listen to uh Kylie. And I listened through the whole thing, but I had to skip the first song because I just he he's uh, done with Padam. Aaron's got nothing left. Honestly, when I heard it on the album, it made me like, okay, I avoided this song for a while because it got to that point. But now I'm like, okay, it's good. Yeah, it makes sense on the album. Great, love it. I'm I'm back on board. It's a good album. The thing about Kylie for me is, I swear to God, 20 years ago, she wrote 300 songs in the same writing session, and she's just been giving us 10 or 12. <laughs> like, yep. It's the yep. whimsical love. We're going to put a beat to it. and Yeah, or, or like they modified it just slightly enough to like where they think the trend is going with sound. Yep. So they just like swap up the style. But they, yeah, and I'm totally fine with that. But oh, you, I think you're right. Yes. I think you're right. <laughs> 300 love songs first love person it. narrative yep we hell don't yeah angry sad she's just she's that yep. one's a love girl yep mm-hmm. and she can sell it because she's a fucking star she just is uh, yeah. so should we do it should we <laughs> are we gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna do it i think we should do it no, we should do it yeah i think we should i think we should too I think we should. I Luke, don't know. I feel like maybe we should. Lucas, why don't, we, why don't you go first? I'm going to have a panic attack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what one? Are we doing... Le- oh, uh, album, album as, as a whole, whole baby. Oh, album, album as, as a whole. whole. Oh, it's yes. a bob. It's a 100%. Bob. I think... Bob, bob. Yeah. I, I can't remember a debut as good, if I'm being honest, um, by like a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Um, say that again. Simon, yeah. what about you? Oh, 100%. No debate. Love the album. Ordered it on vinyl. Probably my favorite album of the year so far. Really like it. Yeah. Wow. How about you, Aaron? <sighs> I know. I started very Bob. Okay. Like, firmly could not waver on the Bob Edge. But as I listened, I started to wonder if I truly did think it was a bop. God, don't do this to me, Aaron. And, you you know, listen 10, I still felt like I could give it a bop. Listen 15. Yeah. Really had me kind of questioning what my definition of bop is. Aaron, I'm on the edge of my seat. And by listen 20, I... 
hadn't changed at all. It was about the whole time. Wow. That was a roller coaster. That was a That was hardly listener. a roller coaster. I feel like Luke was like, <laughs> look at Aaron doing a bit. Well, I willfully suspended my disbelief. And Mama, I was shocked. What? No way. <laughs> That's a certified bot, Mama. That's right. I love it. But of course, we got to get into the nitty gritty and we've got to make a decision. What was everyone's top bop, the best song on the album? The tough one. It's a tough, a tough one. one. Anyone so confident in their answer that you want to go first? Um, it would have been Pink Pony Club, but that one's three years old now. But yeah. like that one, I just have to like preface Pink Pony Club. I think is in like my top fifty songs of all time. Like I love it. Yeah, that song is like a song for me. Um, it's a great song. The the heart of it all. But like I guess from the album, like the surprise song that I like have been listening to on repeat is casual. Casual. Oh my gosh, should we should we listen? Let's really listen quick? to it. Let's do it. Mm. Well, that was casual. Mm-mm-mm. Now Luke, tell us why this why this one? Why is this a shot bot? I just think it's like funny and sad at the same time and like one of the like best choruses <laughs> um, yeah. knee deep in the passenger seat and <laughs> me out is it casual yeah. now like That's I don't bad. know I guess we've all probably been through something in our lives like romantically where like this person like dumbs down this relationship you're having to like this minuscule thing that in your head you have built up to be like this grand thing. And like, it almost feels like, like, I don't hate you for not liking me. I hate you for like ruining my fantasy almost, or like I've lost, like this just felt like a loss of innocence song. And also it just felt like, I don't know, like back to point of view, like she really needed to like say this, I guess. And so I guess I uh, related a lot to the emotion of it. And then just additionally, like it's not melodramatic, like, she, the chorus has eating me out like I mean it's like yeah. she's still campy and fun but also like taking things like you know your mom invited me to her house in Long Beach like how could I like I might be overly attached or codependent but like there are signs here of like this was more intimate than what you are making it out to be I guess so that package with just like it, again is like this really fresh yet nostalgic sounding thing so i don't know this is this is absolutely a song that i would listen to and have over and over again so you know yeah i i love this song too it lyrically is really really just so good now i have a question is this song about being with a guy and then realizing it's really not for you i don't think it has to do with like identity as much as just no this guy treated me terribly. Um, the only reason I ask is the line, I hate that I let this drag on. So could that be a drag reference as well? Double uh, meeting? <laughs> I'm doing no. drag as a straight woman? No. I don't know. I guess I'm not taking drag as like a double entendre of like, but I guess I could see potentially a drag on the charade of being straight maybe well we'll just have to have chapel roan uh <laughs> she's on the phone chapel 
So what what I got from it, sorry, Chapel, I know you're about to talk, but I got things Interrupt, to say. Interrupting her. Really. Chapel, get off the phone. You listen to this <laughs> on Thursday when we post it. That's right. Um to me, this song is it's it's a twofold of it's stupid me for mm-hmm. letting for 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 like letting you drag me through all of this shit where you made me feel like this was going to be more than just something casual because yes, we like the amount of times like you go into like a friends with benefits situation or whatever else. And then you start to go, okay, this is starting to feel like it's more than just friends with benefits. Like we might be dating, but they keep being like, "Mm, no, this is just casual. Like we're whatever. But like you start to be falling for them. And I think, Chapel's kind of yelling at herself or like mad at herself about like letting herself not take this person at their word that it's casual and letting herself be kind of gaslit in getting two different stories of um the way this person's acting versus the way that they are talking about the relationship and letting it go on so long and letting kind of that happen I think is like mm-hmm. Maybe we can relate to that. Oh my god! Well, Absolutely. and even just like back to the package of like identity, like our generation's like really obsessed with identity and and telling you exactly who we are, bullet point for bullet point. But I think the more specific you get about telling the world who you are, the greater the chances of like a fear of intimacy being established because it's almost like you become untouchable because you're like so unique and individualized that you like can't be accessible anymore. And so I think that like generationally too, like, I think this just speaks, I know, like I struggle with that. Like for years, I was like, I'm this, this, and this. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a gay dude who likes pop music and iced coffee. Like I'm not that unique. You know what I mean? And so it almost feels like that circle again of just, or the thesis statement of this album, which is just identity and like, who the fuck am I? Um, But do you ever think maybe you can be both, you can be unique, but you can also have a lot of like, subscribe to the stereotype of it like i don't think we're really that you like we all need water and food and shelter and like when you like boil it down to like those basic things we're really not like i listened to a podcast that was like i'm done with self-love and like (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) endorse that but i kind (laughs) of am a little bit a little bit like i think we should be harder on ourselves to like just shut up and show up just just show up and then like take care of yourself and then yes everything else will fall into place and of course there's a big political landscape and x y and z but like basically we're all pretty similar i think but i think you can it's it can it can go both ways because i think like you like iced coffee and i i I like iced coffee too but i also like warm coffee i love it both same but like the kind of iced coffee we like how we get it done so i think there's ways of being able to find commonality but there's also ways of being able to find difference like i think even just probably all of our queerness how we explore our sexuality how we identify with our sexuality and like what it does for us Mm -hmm. i think is probably very different but at the same Mm -hmm. time we're all gay you know well, and sex is really just physical communication. Like being gay, this is a Trixie Mattel quote, but like being gay is not hard. 
the world makes it hard. And then as yeah. a result, we have to deal with the world. But like, because mm-hmm. sex, that's literally just physical. Like, we're just communicating. That's all sex is. Talking body. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. <laughs> it sounds true. true. Mm. So, Simon, what about you? What is your top bottom? Oh, my God. This is so hard. This is so hard. Okay. Right now, I got to give it to coffee. And we should listen. Let's Let's do it. it. All right. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I love coffee and I love this song. Why do you love this song? Mm. I think it's just like a really, I mean, this is a ballad, Mama. This oh, is. is a ballad. And ooh, do I love a good ballad? I do. And this is just like the lyrics are, it's a really beautifully sad way to express that. Like with this person, doesn't matter what situation we find ourselves in or how we dress it up. We're just not, it doesn't work. We should, we're bad for each other. So let's just not. So I got the vibe that it was the opposite of all of these situations would always lead to like us connecting or like getting back together or whatever, or finding kind of getting back yeah. into this rut and she's going, yeah, we should not, we shouldn't, yeah. we're not compatible or it, we're just bad for each other. Let's just not do this to ourselves. Mama. Let's not even do the coffee. But do you, do you think it's like, to me, it feels like it's her making the decision, not a let's make the decision. Like she is like, cause it sounds like in the song, he's like, we can meet at the park. Cause you love the park. We can meet at the Italian restaurant. We can meet you at all these places. Yeah. And she <laughs> has to be like, she's the one that has to be like, I know that if I'm not careful around these landmines of you, that I'm going to fall right back in. Yeah, 100% agree. Totally. Luke? I think, I think um, the let's, Aaron, is what you're like hung up on. Like, of like, it's like, there's like maybe like a, like convince me otherwise type thing. Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? No, I'm saying that no, it's not like, guess. Like one person is kind of saying, we can do it. Like we can go to these places and it won't be that big of a deal. But she is kind of protecting her heart. And so it's not yeah. a let's because the, the other person is not as like emotionally vulnerable in this situation as she is. Got it. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I love this song. It's great. When I think song. coffee, I think it's just meta- like a metaphor for just like, yeah, everything we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it, it's coffee. it's it's uh and that's that's the other part too like with the, with the lyrics of uh what is it because if i couldn't um if i couldn't trust you or if i didn't trust you it would be fine i think that's it right yeah and what she's saying there i think is going like sometimes when you go in like those first few dates and you go to a bar you have your guard up a little bit because you're like, I don't know what they're going to do. They don't, I don't I don't feel comfortable with them. But what she's saying is like, I do feel very comfortable with you and I need to be uncomfortable. I need mm-hmm. to be on guard. Yeah. You know, I love that. I love that. Well, the song is actually really similar to uh, Muna. Do you remember the song Stay Away? 
Oh yeah. When I see my old friends, I want to go drinking. If I go drinking, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, I'll end up at your place. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of speaks to that, I guess, like the, and I hate this expression and I don't think it's necessarily true all the time, but like the, uh, the drunken mind speaks the sober heart kind of thing. I Bad think idea, these, right? I think all these girlies are out here saying less alcohol we're doing G. <laughs> That's exactly what they're saying. These girls are, I, I still, I still remember the first time I heard about K on uh, white Lotus. Like they mentioned K and I was like, yes. Oh my God. It's mainstream. Okay. The Troy, the- Troy's album is coming out very soon, Simon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's Troy, gotta be a, there's gonna be Troy is I think Troy is getting to the part of his phase, like indie phase, where people are like not buying him as much. They're like, really? I don't know what this guy. Yeah, I think the backlash is coming. Interesting. You think so? I feel like I feel like I he's I, I, I feel do like, like I do feel it's like a minority. Let me be clear. Okay. But they're becoming louder. Of like, uh, mm, he feels like he's trying too hard to be sexy. And it's like, I don't think that, by the way. I love what he's doing. I'm into it. I'm along for the ride. But I do think like a very small, getting more louder minority is like, they're ready to backlash. Because that's just like a fucking, that's just what people do on repeat. They build something up, they build something up. And then eventually they're just like, they're looking for something to bring them under and move on to the next person. You're telling me that it's going to be the um, the protesters that like brought guns into Target stores for the Pride collection. They're the ones <laughs> that are the loud voice. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm saying. That's probably it. That's is probably the same it. people? Yeah, these two things. They, they were a big fan of Troy, but then they were like, he's he's going a little too far. <laughs> Let's get our, far. our AK-47. They found I'm out good with the gays to- until you shove it in my face. Right. Yeah. They thought he was a bottom from Bloom, and then they found out he's a top, and they're like, "This is it. I've had it." They said a twink top <laughs> in my target. He's like, I just don't understand it. <laughs> Trans people, Troy Sivan, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, that's essentially what that movement is. I think. I'm glad we were able to summarize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Heard it here first. Well, <sighs> that leaves me. Leaves you. What is you know, this be? is a tough, this is a tough one. So tough. So for this tough. being probably like my most, my album I've done the most preparation for, it is the album that I'm like, I don't know what top pop is. Right there with you, mama. But the song that kind of has stood out to me the most and felt the most fresh and I think it was just, it's just like such a fun listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hot to go. Yes. Let's get uh, a listen. Great song. Okay, let's listen. H O T T O G O. That's hot to go. You can take that song, hot to go, fresh like a DiGiorno pizza. Honestly, give me that. Give that. me that. Inject hot to go into my vein stream. This vein song stream. is very much to me. I love. It, to me, it feels like a cheerleader song a little bit in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, I just well, am picturing, like, H-O-T-T-O uh, yes. with, like, the hands and stuff. Anytime, and, like, anytime you got to spell something out in a song. It can really go cheerleader vibes. 
cheerleader what did, vibes. But what is what did the what did Taylor Swift get read for? Spelling is oh, fun. Man. Spelling is fun. Yep. M E no. is it was it was it just spelling me? Um, there's no I'm the only one in me. It's her worst song. Um <laughs> wasn't that the lead single? It's horrible. Yeah. yeah. Someone's gotta someone's gotta run that list I, before we release the singles, Taylor. Okay. I prefer I prefer me to to shake it off. That's no. my least favorite song. Really? Uh, I, at least shake it off is like universally like ah eh, get over it. They're gonna talk shit about you. Me is like she tried to cater. To, uh, uh, yeah, no, no. Well. But anyways, more about hot to go. go. More about this is so catchy. It's so oh. catchy. It's all about being all horned up on the dance floor, wanting to get it on, <sighs> get on over here, and you're gonna take you me know, hot you know, to go. you've been there. Don't lie, ladies. I know you're listening to this thinking, oh, not me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> you. <laughs> Please. You know what? I'm gonna throw something out there. In a, this, what could be a first for the podcast? Can I switch my top bob? Because this is my answer, actually. It's so good. It's so it's good. It's so good. Oh, okay. Little story about me in this song. So I believe this was the last single to be released before the album came out. Yes, I'm right on that. I'm 100% right. Luke, yeah. nodding. Yep. Okay. Lucas is nodding. I believe him. Um, and so we had gotten songs like, you know, Naked in Manhattan, Red, White, and Supernova. And I was really understanding the vibe at the time. And this song, as a single at the time, we didn't have the full album. I liked it, but it was a little trepidatious. I was like, are we getting a little too kooky, campy? I'm not sure. But then when I heard it on the album, yes, 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 yes. The song is like so fucking good. I'm obsessed. Ugh. I it's it is just so I a hundred percent knew this was gonna be Aaron's top pop. I knew it. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I was listening, I went I took Stevie for a walk today and I was like listening again one last time and I was like hundred percent gonna be Aaron's top pop. I don't know. This is just an Aaron Minkama song. I love it as well, but like interesting. I, I don't know. I just picture Aaron like dancing at a kickball like on the sideline. While everyone else is in the outfield, like <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Um, I also could have maybe seen let let me know if my gaydar is off here, Aaron. I could have also seen you choose super graphic ultra modern girl. Am I'm I sure. right on that I'm one or no? Yeah. So I mean, all the contenders are feminine phenomenon, yeah. red wine supernova, super graphic ultra modern girl, hot to go. And then naked in Manhattan, I think actually. <sighs> I was going between red wine supernova, hot to go, coffee, and probably naked in Manhattan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we named a lot of songs, but what we haven't yeah. named is a couple other ones. And those are usually the biggest flops. <sighs> the biggest flop. Of the album. I don't know. Did anyone think there was a clear biggest flop on yeah. the album? Yes. Yes. Aaron, okay, tell us. Tell us. Shut up. 
No, no, I disagree so hard on this. I, I think it's I think it's a song that's trying to go too introspective and like what love could be in, but like it ends oh up just God. sounding like cheesy, not good lyrics. No. Oh, I don't know about that, baby. Oof. That's my thought. I see. I I think it's like. I, I guess it can get there. I can I feel like kaleidoscope is overdone. Like I feel like I hear it all the time. But um Yeah. I guess that being said, like I guess I've I've listened or read like interviews of her talking about the song about how it's like she fell in love with like her girl best friend and had to basically retrain herself to like be friends with this girl again because like love is different things, which like yeah. is. Um, and so in that regard, it's like, it is a kaleidoscope, but I, I guess I hear you, but. So she definitely, do you think she regrets telling in the song? Uh, Like telling her friend? Yeah. Eh, I think they're friends again. Because the I'll just say, I had this similar situation in high school, and despite all the voices screaming in my head, I didn't tell them. And I, looking back, hindsight, I'm so glad I didn't. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. There was 100%. there was a couple different times with this dude where it was like, Are you hitting on me? And like looking back, like I was so in the closet, like I was never gonna act on it. But it was yeah. like and also hormones, hormones in high school are going nobody's even gay. Nobody's even gay, nobody's even straight it's in high school. You just want to come. You're just crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> high school was nuts. I jerked off to everything. Everything. Everything that lamppost was looking at me a little too sexy. <laughs> well, damn, <laughs> I would let that lamppost give me chlamydia. Okay, that's true. High school, that light pole, and mama, my tongue would be stuck. Man, high <laughs> school was another, high school was another fucking time, man. Good lord. Anyways. So, I gave Kaleidoscope my biggest flop. Okay. Who's next? Okay, I'll go next. Okay. I don't think there's like a clear biggest flop on this album. I think it's a no skip album, in fact, dare I say. So what I'm bringing it down to is, is there a song on the album that I won't single out to listen to unless I'm going through the whole album? And for me, that's the song California. But I I do like the song, but I'm not going to like, oh, let's cue that one up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just and Luke? Here, so I love that song. <laughs> that, yeah. song like, that song well, is actually near my top ops, but that has like yeah. a very um yeah, personal, I guess, connection to it. But anyway. Well, that's the thing with living in California. You are legally obligated to stand any sort of reference in a song, uh, certainly a song called California. Correct. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Luke, what about you? What's your biggest flop? Honestly, like I like love the album. Like I think every song is really like great. My biggest like beef with this album is like um the title. It's a direct ripoff from David Bowie. Can I talk about the title? The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust is a David Bowie album. And so she totally yeah. and then she's kind of took some of his aesthetics, which everyone steals from Bowie, but it's like I don't know. I wanted a little bit like just print Midwest princess. Maybe is, can that be my flop? <laughs> just the title name. Okay. I agree with you in that. I think the, the, the direction on the album feels so solid that I feel like 
to have the title be a reference is a disservice to herself. I, yeah. That is a great, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, a great a point, total, Lucas. Yeah, that was Bowie's album, but. Yeah. And you know what? We, I have strongly believed that we could eventually phase out the biggest flop for if there wasn't a need to. Oh, wow. I'm that okay would be it. a that would be an evolution in the pod. I think yeah, if it's a certified I, bop, I, Mama. I don't think like that's. Yeah. I mean, that's that's saying. I unless, like unless you have something like a reason and rationale. Yeah. You don't gotta have a biggest flop. Yeah, Lucas's answer is the correct answer. I like and that. Is the first time in history we've had a correct answer to <laughs> biggest flop, <laughs> and also just generally on the podcast. Yeah, just everything in general has always been. We're wrong. not we're everything. not big on facts here. Mm -mm. certainly not well we, um, we did it folks we made it through we did it. Made it through. But we have one section left just one more and, and, then, I, the and then i gotta say bye. i gotta get out of here after that yeah i gotta go to bed it's my bedtime mama, mama um aaron do you have a song that you've just been listening to all week long non-album related non-album related That's um right. I have been listening to this album so fucking much. I just, I really have. But, um, <laughs> truly, outside of that, Troy Sivan did come out with a new song, got me started. And the way it rips off of, I don't even know what song it rips off of. I know the song. It doesn't rip off of it, but it sounds like. Isn't that Shooting Star? It's something, but it is like, it's so good. Yeah. Sign me up. I can't wait it's, for the album. That song was used. Remember the meme from RuPaul where James Mansfield in the cheerleader challenge does her cartwheel? There's a meme <laughs> that just takes her rolling and yeah. puts her in space yep. and it plays that song. It's absolutely shooting That stars. is it. That yeah. is it. Yeah. What a great meme. I got to watch that again. Oh, so good. What about you, Luke? <laughs> um, I guess in theme with uh, this week's uh, album and then your guys' last podcast, I've been listening to a lot of Guts as well. Of course. Um, so my single obsession is Love is Embarrassing. Oh, That's my great favorite. song. It's my great favorite. song. Oh, that just leaves me. And this was such a good week for music. There are literally so many answers to this question. I will just say Kylie did a great job. Great album. Maybe her best for me. I don't know. Maybe. Um, and Slater, also fabulous album. So I'm going to give it to Slater this week with the title or the first track on the album, which is called I Love Hollywood. So mm. good. So fucking good. Ooh, God, I, wanna... I have to give Slater a chance. She's a so good. There's oh. a lyric where it's like, I don't even do drugs. And then her gay friend. <laughs> You're, You're doing, doing coke, coke right, right now. now. <laughs> so this is the thing about Slater that you should know, Aaron. There's nothing really original about her, I don't think if I might say so, she's yeah. just references, references, like things you've heard before that she's taken and repurposing in her own way. And it's fabulous. And like, she doesn't take herself seriously. She's disgusting. One of her music videos, disgusting in a good way. Like just, she like is not afraid to get totally nasty, but one of her videos, she was like completely butt naked walking around Hollywood. Yes. Um, the yes. song was erotic electronic. I want to yeah. be her like she just be her. a single fuck it's so she's so cool yeah 
But how old point, is she? Gen Z. I feel like is she may she Gen Z. I really want to find a Gen Z character that I relate to. Nope, she's twenty-seven. Okay, well, okay. I'm trying. Is that Gen Z? No, that's millennial. How right? old is young? When does how old can you be and be Gen Z? What is the Gen Z cutoff? Ninety-six. So she just made it in. Yep, between nine to twenty-four. Hmm. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Um, speaking of there it is, where <laughs> is y'all well, found okay. on socials? That was a good sentence, Aaron. Um, you can find me at the realist Simon on Instagram. And if you want to follow my here there everywhere, a little bit of this, a little bit of that playlist on Spotify, it's I love that playlist. And you'll find quite a few songs from this album, Kylie, Slater. Maybe one song from Doja. Sorry, Doja. What about you, Luke? Where can people find you? Um, I'm only on Instagram these days. We're done oh. with the final wow. social. Um, that is L Miller ND. Um, not to be confused with MD. Yeah. Um, Wait, but are you going to change it to CA? Oh. I could. Well, you didn't when you were in MM, to be fair. Right. But they were close to each other. I horrible. should though because people think it's L Milner. Everyone thinks <laughs> they do. They really and do. I'm, I thought uh, that for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's great. L Milner. <laughs> and obviously, you can find me at the Aaron on all socials. You can find right. our podcast at Popper Flop Podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you can find me having to stay on a hundred degree kickball field for five hours every Sunday. <laughs> for the foreseeable future so mama mia i mean we were rained out last week that's what we got going on i wish we were Ugh. stressing wow. all right luke. well i will see you both later luke yeah. thank, thank you so much for hopping on thank you number four number four my favorite ones so i forgot far. about brandy i can't believe i forgot about brandy <laughs> <laughs> the other ones i was like i know these ones but we are constantly erasing women it's okay. making me quest like like I'm just gonna be honest. Here. It's being. making me question. Oh, oh, it's because we saw Brandy Carlisle together. That's why. Mm -hmm. I was like, I could not for the life of me. I was like, why did I invite Luke on for that episode? <laughs> and now I'm like, <laughs> because we both like Brandy Carlisle. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Do it. <laughs> Thanks so much. You are <laughs> our most Luke. Luke, I hope you know you are our most. <laughs> special guest guest that we've had special that. guest guest special guest guest right. oh. okay all right well bye everyone until next time all right.